0: Visit DenaliCanning.com forward slash free to claim your free lids and start your preserving adventures today. That's DenaliCanning.com forward slash free. Greetings urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Farmer Greg here and welcome to the 379th episode Of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together to educate and inspire you to become part of your food revolution. Do you want to save money at the grocery store, eat more organic whole foods, cultivate food security, and feel more connected to the earth? If so, then growing your own food is a no-brainer. You wouldn't believe how many people come to me claiming that they can't grow their own food Remember, that's garden to 44222 or I want Today on our podcast, we have someone who can help with creating a healthy soil mix. We are talking with returning guest Emily Rocky about building healthy soil. Emily is currently the Director of Sales and Marketing for Tanks Green Stuff in Tucson, which specializes in green landscape debris recycling, construction debris recycling, and more. She brings her passion for both plants and recycling to the company's composting operation, where they convert landscape debris into organic compost, which is then made available for gardens and green spaces. Tanks offers an entire line of organic garden and landscape materials, which are good for people, plants, and planet, and are available under the name of Tanks Green Stuff. Tanks has also begun offering a new planting mix called Farmer Greg's Planting Mix, specially designed for planting in the desert southwest. Welcome back to the show today, Emily. Are you ready to rock healthy soil? Excellent. So today we're going to talk about creating healthy soil and I've talked many times in the past that there's five components of healthy soil. That's the organic matter, the air, space, the water, the actual dirt, and all the life that's in the soil. But I want to break that down a little bit more today. So let's start with the organic matter. What makes up good organic matter for your garden?
1: Absolutely. Soil is my favorite subject so thank you so much for letting us talk more about it
0: oh yes oh yes and what everybody needs to know out there is that emily's nickname is the dirt girl
1: yes and i currently have dirt under my nails so nice i embrace it there you go (laughs) so the organic matter is a really important part of this soil and what is organic matter? I guess first we could also mention that organic, we use that term often in the grocery store and referring to our produce. That maybe, you know, refers to how the methods of how that plant material was grown, right? But when we talk about organic matter in the soil, it talks about carbon-based compounds and that would be the mulches and the composts and the worm castings and the bat guano or, you know, the manures or the green manure that we use in our soil. So that's what the organic matter refers to when we're talking about soil.
0: Define green manure.
1: Green manure, that would be a plant material that's intentionally grown to just be broken down in the soil. Like you may plant alfalfa, a nitrogen-fixing plant Mm -hmm. that could be grown simply to return nitrogen to the soil and they would maybe till it in or maybe just mow it or maybe just you know allow it to decompose naturally so that's a green manure does that make sense
0: yeah absolutely
1: Greg do you know the percentage of organic matter commonly found in soils
0: well if we're talking desert soils I think I remember you telling me six months or a year ago that there's less than one percent of organic matter in the desert soil
1: Ding ding, ding. yes that's correct it's very low here, but in other parts of the country, in the world, most soils are somewhere between 2 and 10% organic matter. Wow. Here in the desert, it's quite small, and the biggest factor is our water. The water that we have here is a lot less than other parts of the nation in the world. We really need to make sure we're adding the appropriate organic matter to our soil if we're trying to grow plants that are non-native. So, obviously, at Tanks Green Stuff, we specialize in making certified organic compost and really beautiful organic mulches and organic fertilizers that can feed and provide organic matter. And Farmer Greg's mix was designed to have that right balance of organic matter with the other components as well.
0: Well, and that was the big challenge that we kept having here, you know, in the desert is that I couldn't come up with an appropriate planting mix for the desert because so many of them are brought in from elsewhere. So it's real important from a regional perspective to make sure that you have the right stuff. So that's why we made Farmer Greg's planting mix, right?
1: Yeah, and I couldn't agree more with you about using local materials that are appropriate for the region. Although we wish to reach out to people far and wide, I acknowledge that there's going to be real different needs for someone in the Pacific Northwest or the Midwest or the Northeast than us here in the Southwest.
0: Right. Exactly. So when we looked at creating my planting mix, Farmer Greg's planting mix, what different components did you add to it and why?
1: That's a great question. So we were thinking about wanting to feed these wonderful fruit trees. We were thinking about wanting to deliver appropriate water to them and making sure that water was available when they needed it. We wanted to make sure that there was ample air and drainage because the roots need to respire too, that root zone needs air exchange just as much as it needs water. And then also we wanted to have the appropriate cation exchange capacity or basically the soil's ability to hold and release nutrients. So Mm. we have some ingredient in there that helps to do that. If you'd like I can tell you about each of the components in the Farmer Greg's mix.
0: Let's talk about that and why they're there.
1: Okay. So first of all, the Tank Screen Stuff Organic Compost provides all the great stuff that compost gives us, which is the nutrition. You know, it's decomposed, recycled organic material. And I can tell you a little bit about what goes into our compost really quickly. It's green leafy material. That's all recycling those nutrients. The organic dairy manure from Shamrock Farms is a local Arizona dairy. Mm -hmm. So we get the organic side. Beneficial microbes, which we add and inoculate our compost with so that it's very much a living compost and organic elemental sulfur. Sulfur is used to help buffer the pH here in Arizona we have high pH soils. So we're trying to balance and buffer that pH. Compost itself also has a buffering capacity, but just to help to further buffer that pH and bring mm-hmm. it to a really nice range. So that's what the compost does. So it introduces the nutrients, the microbes, and compost, as you know, has wonderful water holding ability. Good compost does. So right. it definitely plays a big role. And it introduces the organic matter, which we were just talking about. Compost is a really good source of organic matter for for the soil. Mm-hmm. The next ingredient that we put into the Farmer Greg's mix is a decomposed pine bark. Now, this is kind of a local material that came from a pine paper mill mm-hmm. where they were stripping the pine bark off and it was allowed to compost for 40 years. So this ingredient introduces aeration and bulk fluffiness, if I may, to this mix. And it could be another material, it could be another soil amendment. There's lots of different options when you you're building a soil, just like when you're in your kitchen, you can grab all different things to add a flavor or whatnot. For the aeration component of the Farmer Greg's mix, the composted pine does that because it has a nice aerating mm-hmm. ability. It also is a compost, you know, so it adds some nitrogen and it's an organic material. So another organic matter source.
0: Yeah. So it's light and fluffy and mm-hmm. it helps hold water.
1: It sure does. It does that as well. You know, and similarly, the Prococo Organic Coconut Coir, the third ingredient, has similar ability in that it holds water and adds lightness and aeration, similar to the pine. Mm-hmm. But the coco coir has a longer lifespan. The fiber of the coconut husk it really retains water well and it resists decomposition. So that's why we really like it, and we use an organic coconut that the company is based here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So it also provides one wonderful exchange capacity like i mentioned it basically it increases the soil's ability to give and take nutrients so it holds on to them and makes them available when necessary for the plant wow. so that's why we had the organic coconut coir in there i love that stuff
0: it doesn't come from this continent though so unfortunately that's one thing that we do ship in right
1: that is true yes and it's kind of an alternative to a peat moss which does not work well here in the desert southwest. It's not a soil amendment that we recommend because it does break down rather quickly. Mm-hmm. And it also is a non-renewable resource. Right. You know, peat moss, peat bogs, you can find lots of information. I think we talked about it in our first podcast recording that we did together as well. Coconuts, on the other hand, are a renewable resource it is the organic coconut that we've selected and use exclusively. So, you know, standing by our organic practices and it lasts a really long time. It saves a lot of water. Mm -hmm. So even though it's not a local product, we feel like it's a way better alternative than using a peat moss.
0: Perfect. And the fourth component?
1: And the fourth fabulous component is horticultural perlite. And that's those little white pebbles that you see frequently in a potting mix or a soil blend. Mm -hmm. And perlite is a very a very commonly used ingredient for aeration and drainage and porosity. It just basically creates a little air pocket it allows water to drain mm, through as well. Right. It's just 10% of the Farmer Greg's mix. It does over time have a tendency when crushed that it will degrade a little bit. Uh-huh. So it's only 10% of the mix we've added. We have balance in there with the coconut fiber and the different composted materials. So the perlite is just there to add a little bit of aeration and drainage and make sure those
0: roots are not nice and healthy and can breathe. Right. Perfect. And living in the desert Southwest, and I've been gardening here for over 40 years, one of the things that I notice is when I do add organic matter, like compost or, you know, a planting mix like this, is that it disappears fairly quickly. Wow. Wow. It's like, you know, the heat and the microbes and you know, the water that we put on it that just it processes it through. So it becomes something that you need to fairly often add. And that's the same with compost when you're farming, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. I think you really mentioned a key in why that's happening is the beneficial microbes. You, Greg, have been nurturing and building your soil and you are fostering those beneficial microbes, be they bacteria and fungal colonies. And so they're hungry. What they they use is compost. They break down organic matter. They use that for their metabolism. And in turn, they give us good stuff. They break down that organic matter, making it into readily available for the plants, that mm-hmm. is nutrients. So it's this lovely cycle. And so you feed them, you keep them happy, and they give back to us by helping our plants to grow.
0: Perfect. So let's talk a little bit about minerals and the nutrients. You mentioned cation Capacity is a little bit of a nerdy science term, but let's kind of dig into that a little bit.
1: Well, most of us know that, you know, plants cannot grow just on water and air. They've got to have the minerals and the nutrients, the micronutrients. There's 12 essential nutrients and then a lot of other micros and things that are essential to growth. So the organic matter provides a great source of those nutrients to dig into the cation exchange capacity and the soil's ability to hold on to those nutrients and to release them and make them available to the plants and to the microbes, You know, clay is an important element of the soil's texture, mm-hmm. the sand silt, in clay. Clay has a very high cation exchange capacity. Yeah, it is just a fancy word. But you know what? I actually think of it as kind of like a docking station, you know, for nutrients to plug in and mm-hmm. pop out and be available. So that's the way I think about clay. It has a lot of surface area. And so it is able to exchange those nutrients.
0: For our soils in the desert southwest, we have a lot of clay generally. Yeah. It's basically just what I call dirt is broken down rock. Yeah. Well, you know, dirt is one component of healthy soil. Mm-hmm. You know, there's my five components of healthy soil, but dirt is one of them. It's just broken down rock and we all have it. So one of the things that I caution people often is if you are buying a planting mix or a soil mix, first of all, come and see us at the Urban Farm. You know, if you're not around here or, you know, you find something else, ask if there is any dirt in in it. Because I know there are a couple of compost vendors here in our area that sell a mix with like 40% dirt and 99% of the people out there already have enough dirt. You don't need to haul and pay for dirt, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I agree with you that, you know, what you're referring to is dirt is really important. Oh yeah. Native soil here, even though it doesn't have organic matter, it does provide good nutrients. There are some that need to be supplemented. If there's specific crops that you wish to grow, but it's a valuable ingredient as well. So I always incorporate native soil in my mixes because it does have good stuff in there, not a lot of organic matter.
0: Yeah, you're not putting it in the soil mixes that you're selling. You're just saying we need to make sure that we have it when you're building your garden.
1: Exactly. And just the urban farm recommends planting, for example, the fruit trees mm-hmm. in 40% native soil yep. and 60% Farmer Greg's tree planting mix. So what we're doing there is building, you know, this is specific to the desert southwest where where the urban farm is and where we're offering the Farmer Gregg's planting mix but really what we're doing is using the right components to build the right texture, porosity mm-hmm. for air and water, introducing the right minerals and nutrients, the organic matter and the beneficial microbes. And it doesn't matter where you are, those are always necessary and in the right ratios based on what your cultural methods are, how often you water and what you're growing.
0: Perfect. So one of the things that I noticed recently when we popped open a bag of my planting mix was that the soil was dry and Heidi, my sweetheart, went ahead and planted some plants, not realizing mm-hmm. that before she planted using it, she needed to completely hydrate it. Yeah. Because what we found is that her plants were starting to die because the soil was hydrophobic. The water was running away from it because it didn't get completely hydrated. So can you talk to us about that?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if we were to put the water into the soil mix and into the bag, first of all, the bag (laughs) would be very, very heavy. Oh, yes. And soppy, and it would probably start to break down even faster because the microbes would have so much moisture and it would be just kind of icky to work with, you know, leaking out of the bags and whatnot. So it's really important when you buy any soil, anywhere you get soil from, to make sure it's fully hydrated. And from my experience, if I am filling up a bed, especially a raised bed, but even an in-ground sunken bed, or if you're adding a mix to your existing soil or in containers. It really needs to be kind of manipulated and adding water as you go. And the easiest way that I think of this is like when you're making bread or any type of baked good, and you have your flour and your wet ingredients, your water. When you first add the wet to the dry, do they immediately mix together? Is the flower immediately hydrated? No. No. You have to mix it around. Yeah. So that's exactly what's happening with a Farmer Greg's mix. The soil should you know, have some moisture right out of the bag, but you're going to need to make sure that it's all hydrated all the way to the bottom and make sure that even then at the bottom of your bed, there's nice water there. And once it's hydrated, we find it stays very hydrated. So when you plant, those roots are in a root zone that has nice moisture. And they start stretching down and extending and growing to get themselves established for anchorage. And that's why it's also really important to water deeply and thoroughly every time so that those roots have adequate hydration and then for the other reason also so that we do not build up salts there's naturally salts of all different kinds in water different parts of the country have you know maybe hard or soft water but it's important to water thoroughly because those salts if you're only watering a few inches deep into the soil the salt's stay there. Mm -hmm. The water gets absorbed or it evaporates a little bit and the salts remain. And so if we do not water thoroughly so that it drains out the bottom of the container, drains out the bottom of the bed, then you're going to be building up those salts. And that can make, you know, growing healthy plants difficult.
0: Especially in the desert.
1: Especially in the desert.
0: Perfect. So make sure your soil is completely hydrated. And the other reason to deep water your plants here is because we want the roots to go deep to hold the tree in.
1: Anchorage, exactly. Roots are for absorption and anchorage.
0: Perfect. And, you know, you and I have talked about testing your soil before, and I've never been a big proponent of testing your soil, but I know you guys do it a lot because you're in the business and need to make sure that your soil is what you say it is. Why would a homeowner test their soil, and how would they go about doing that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, you know, tank screen stuff, we have to test every month. Our finished organic compost has to be sent to a, an approved lab that's approved by the U.S. Composting Council's Seal of Testing Assurance Program. It's a vetted lab that does a complete analysis of everything from the nutrients to the maturity.
2: Wow. They
1: actually grow specific seedlings in the compost to you know, test for the maturity that it's finished and cured and is ready to grow. Wow. In. You
0: do this once a month?
1: Every month. Wow. Which is based on our output mm-hmm. you know, based on our total number of cubic yards that we create every year. It comes out that we have to test monthly, as well as it tests to make sure that there's no pathogens in the compost. Because we do use an organic dairy manure, it's an animal manure source, it has the potential to introduce potential pathogens there. So we need to make sure that in our composting process, we have killed those potential pathogens and every test has come back with a negative, that they are not present. So that means, as we know, that we're composting properly at the right temperature and breaking down any weed seeds, that could potentially be in there too and Mm -hmm. and decomposing them. So why would someone want to test their soil at home was your question. I think it pretty much takes the guesswork out of the, you know, wondering what am I lacking in my soil? Do I have enough available nitrogen? Or am I lacking in any of those important micronutrients? You only need a little bit of them such as boron or copper, but without them, the plant cannot conduct its proper metabolism. Mm -hmm. It cannot grow without them and so some people like to you know send out a soil sample you know you can get a test almost always for less than $100. And if you choose a good local lab, a regional lab that's familiar with the soil in the area and can advise you of any amendments that you may wish to add to replenish any of those that you may be low on or Mm -hmm. make recommendations like you're high in salts, you should leach, add water. A really good lab will tell you those things. And so that takes the guesswork out and enables you to have a really good start. And we use a lab here in Arizona Called IAS Laboratories. Mm -hmm. They do a great job. They have a lot of tests available. Specifically for homeowners. Right. I like that they will recommend what to do if there's anything that needs to be
0: balanced. So a couple things about that. First of all, Sherry from IAS Labs was on episode 228 of the Urban Farm podcast. So if you want to hear from her, go back to episode 228. But the other thing is, is that it's really important to get the soil tested in your area.
1: A regional lab. Right. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Because if I were to send a soil sample from here in Tucson, where I am, to the Midwest, they would say, wow, your pH is eight and a half. You could never grow anything in that, add all these amendments and whatnot because their soil is very different there and they interpret very differently because it's just a different climate and it's a different soil. And I also think it's really important to grow things that are you know, acclimated or well-suited for the environment. Mm -hmm. So there's specific varieties that are tried and true and have been grown in our area for many, many hundreds of years. So it's great to speak with lab that has familiarity with the soil conditions and the environmental conditions and can really give you good advice based upon your specific results. Perfect. Your test results are going to vary greatly from mine just across town. You oh, know, yeah. Near a wash would provide more sandy soil typically. Where I am, I'm on volcanic rock. So it's really important to kind of get someone that's familiar with where we are. It's pretty simple.
0: Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Emily.
1: Thank you very much for talking about my favorite subject with me.
0: (laughs) And how can our listeners get a hold of you?
1: Well, they can find us on our website at tanksgreenstuff.com, T-A-N-K-S. Greenstuff.com and i can be reached at emily at ffx site.net. i'd love to hear any questions or comments from listeners about soil or the farmer greg's mix or you know the organic fertilizer they can also find the organic fertilizer by the way on amazon now so we're very excited to be able to
0: very good send that far and wide perfect 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 you can also find show notes from today's podcast at urbanfarm.org forward slash tanks t-a-n-k-s and if you'd like to hear more. from Emily, you can find her on our 286th podcast episode at urbanfarm.org forward slash tanks green stuff. We are your urban farming resource. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Also visit urbanfarm.org to find podcasts, articles, webinars, courses, and everything else we're doing. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast claiming your inner urban farmer is easy grow food share it and name your farm then let the world know you're an urban farmer while supporting our podcast pick up your urban farmer bling hats and t-shirts at imanurbanfarmer.com
1: we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the urban farm podcast remember to listen for tips advice and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams.
0: Hey, Urban Farm Podcast listeners. If you're as passionate about preserving the bounty of each season as we are, hey, I canned my first peaches at the age of 18 and that was a long time ago, then you're going to love what our friends over at Denali Canning have in store for you. They're on a mission to spread the love and knowledge of food preservation and they're inviting you to join the journey for free. Right now, Denali Canning is offering free canning lids to anyone who wants to dive deeper into the world of food preservation. Yes, you heard that right